0: Shalom, and welcome to Inside Israel News, your source for unbiased and thorough analysis of Israeli news, politics, and current events in the Middle East. I'm your host, Isaac Kite. <laughs> Captain's Log Supplemental This supplement is about the Israeli election results it is wednesday march 24th and i have been waiting to record this supplement so that i can get you the best numbers uh, i have waited until we have about 90 percent of ballots counted because if you talk about results before that there's still a lot that can change but now that we're in the sort of bottom 10 percent we're likely to see less shift this way or that in the election results so chances are you know, one party might gain a seat uh, relative to another party, or another party might lose a seat, uh, one seat this way or that. But for the most part, these results are going to be pretty close to the final, and they give us some clues as to what Israeli voters are thinking and and how the coalition might come together depending on uh, how negotiations toward that end uh, come out. So with that, let's take a look at the numbers at 90% of precincts reporting. And see what we're at Uh, in the big picture I do want to say you're gonna hear a little bit in the the media spin if especially if you go to uh, some of the the more left leaning news sites like uh, Times of Israel uh, that uh, voter turnout was low so I want to address this voter turnout thing voter turnout was over 67% which is you know two-thirds of eligible voters And people are talking about how it's down about, you know, it's off 4% from the election that took place March 2nd, 2020. So, yeah, it's off 4% from the last election. But if you look at the two elections that took place in 2019, in both of those elections, turnout was about 68%. So it's approximately average for an Israeli election. Uh, You did have really high turnout in 2015 that led to a 72% turnout. And uh, a year ago on March 2nd, 2020, there was uh, a 71.5% turnout. So those two were kind of high. But I mean, we're only talking about a few percentage points this way or that. So if you get to some of this media narrative, you know, BB wins on on low voter turnout, it, we're not talking about especially low voter turnout. It's 4% down from the last election and uh, just about a percentage less, maybe less than a percent less than than the 2019 election. So pretty good, reasonable turnout. And honestly, one or two percentage point more in, in voters would not have affected the outcome that much, even if they had all voted against BB or for BB or what have you. We're talking about a few a few seats this way or that way. So... Uh, With that, that's kind of the macro. Uh, Let's get into the numbers. So once again, uh, we're we're talking about ninety percent of uh, ballots counted, approximately, and this is the way the election is shaking out at present. Uh, Likud has uh, again, this is a number of seats that have been earned by each political party out of the total of a hundred and twenty. So that's that's the proportional system in in Israel. So Likud has thirty seats. Yeshatid, that's so Likud, is, of course, is Bibi Netanyahu's party, and, and this election is about whether Bibi continues as prime minister. So that's that's Likud with 30. Yair Lapid, the leading opposition candidate, is Yesh Atid's party, is at 17. Shas, the Sephardic Ultra-Orthodox party, is at 9. Blue and White, Benny Gantz's party, is at 8. Uh, surprisingly high, as you know, uh, Blue and White, Well we'll discuss more in depth later, but Blue and White was polling really low early on. Yamina, the uh, Naftali Bennett's right-wing party, is polling at seven, uh, has uh, seven in the election results. Yisrael Batenu, led by Avigdor Lieberman, the secular nationalist right party, is running at seven. Labor, led by uh, Merav Mikhaili, has jetted back to relevance at seven seats. United Torah Judaism, which is the Ashkenazic ultra-Orthodox party, also at seven. New Hope, uh, the party led by Gidon Sa'ar, which... uh, was polling much higher in early polls anyway, and this election has come in at six. The Religious Zionist Party is at six seats. That's the the uh, far-right religious party. Joint List, which is the uh, three main Arab parties, is at six. Meretz, the left-wing sort of protest peace party is at five, and Ra'am is at five. Now, early on in the process, it wasn't clear that Ra'am was going to clear the threshold, but just as we got into the 80 percentile, uh, you know, 85 percent, 86 uh, percent, Ra'am jetted back up over the electoral threshold. You have to earn three and a quarter percent of the vote in order to, of the total votes cast, in order to earn seats. And uh, as Arab communities in northern Israel began to report in greater numbers, Ra'am came above the electoral threshold and they are they're going to stay there at this point uh, out of the remaining about uh, you know three four hundred thousand votes to to be counted uh, chances uh, that I mean even if no more votes came in for Rahm they'd they'd be ahead Uh, they'd be above the threshold so we're at almost four million votes counted and those are the results that we see at this point so with that um, Let's let's look at the the pro and anti-BB groups and uh, see how they are doing versus one another, and what are the likelihood uh, likely coalitions? What's the likelihood that BB is going to be reelected? More on that in just a moment. Now, as I've mentioned before, uh, typically I like to divide Israeli political parties into four categories: center right, center left, the religious parties, and the Arab parties. But this year it has kind of destroyed those, uh, those particular uh, four-way, uh, this dichotomy of uh, Israeli politics because now it's pro-Bibi, anti-Bibi, undeclared, those who are neither for nor against necessarily, and uh, the Arab joint list, which I consider uh, a fourth category. So the four categories are there. They're just uh, shaken up a little bit because of uh, the personal... Nature of Bibi's leadership, uh, the question of whether Bibi should continue as prime minister, and also uh, because of the peace treaty with uh, Bahrain and the UAE, also with Sudan and Morocco, Israel uh, normalizing relations with Muslim countries has led to a change in the political system. With uh, Ra'am in the Knesset, they may go ahead and join the government and give Bibi another term. So let's talk about these numbers. So the Bibi's natural coalition. The, the closest allies. Now, these are, are parties that are not just going to go ahead and jump in bed with him in terms of the coalition, but they are definitely uh, the ones most likely to form a coalition with him amicably, have 52 seats. Those parties are Likud, his own party, obviously, uh, the two ultra-Orthodox parties, Shas, the, the Sephardic and UTJ, uh, the Ashkenazic, and the Religious Zionist Party. All told, they have 52 seats. Now I, I want to talk about polling in a little bit, but again, I, as I kind of told you, we were kind of in that ballpark. We were, we were in the ballpark of about 50 seats with them a few weeks ago. So, we got a we got an idea of where where they are. The anti-BB party, uh coalition led by uh Tied, the largest uh part of that with uh Yair Lapid's party. Also, in no particular order, uh New Hope with Gidon Sa'ar, uh, Avigdor Lieberman's Yisrael Batenu party, Labor, uh, Merav Mikhaili leading Labor there, Meretz, and Benny Gantz' Blue and White party. Uh, those all together have 50 seats. So pro-BB, 52, anti-BB, 50. Now, you're going to hear the media include joint list with the anti-BB group. So they'll be out there saying that the anti-BB is 56 seats, that again is dubious joint list includes three uh, political parties uh, at least one of whom uh, balad is extremely anti-zionist and the likelihood that these right-wing parties that are in the anti-bb group would sit in any kind of government with the uh, balad is uh, are next to nothing <laughs> the, that's a negative number that that probability is a negative number that is just not going to happen and with only six seats joint list really isn't off, able to offer the anti-bb coalition a lot there. But you'll hear the media say, oh, 56 seats, 57 seats, something like that. Uh, The fact is, joint list really doesn't belong on that list. So pro-BB is 52, anti-BB is 50, and the undeclared parties, Yamina, led by Naftali Bennett, and Ra'am, led by Mansour Abbas, have 12 seats at the moment. Now, we're looking at, at as the last minute numbers come in, uh, Meretz has been growing uh, against Ra'am. So mathematically speaking, if Meretz gains just a few more votes over Ra'am. They, they will exchange a seat because of the way that the proportionality works. Uh, Ra- Meretz will round up to a seat and Ra'am will round down a seat, meaning that uh, that would change the proportionality just a little bit. So Meretz would go from 5 to 6 and Ra'am would go from 5 to 4. Uh, so there, there are just a few seats that could shift around like that in the last 10% here uh, as the final votes are counted. Um, in terms of, of the macro, let's, let's talk about that real quick. And, and uh, I did mention uh, voter turnout as an issue. Um, Arab turnout was actually rather low, about 44 percent in the total election. Uh, they've had higher turnout in that community. Uh, IDF turnout higher at 77 percent. Overall turnout, 67 percent, about, uh, again, four points off from the last election. But uh, just about a point, within about a point of, of where the elections were in 2019. So looking at this, again, the, the voters have spoken. <laughs> Obviously, uh, BB has come out uh, with the largest plurality, uh, and, and uh, especially if you remove the sort of dishonest reporting that includes joint list with the anti bb group. Uh, there really needs to be an asterisk there and some explanation offered uh, regarding that. But when we look at these results, BB has a path to re-election. One way or another, it looks like if he brings Yamina into his coalition and Ra'am, he will have a majority, 61 seats out of the 120. Now, Bibi's no fool. He was on the phone with Naftali Bennett uh, election night, shortly after polls closed, to talk to Bennett. And Bennett is kind of in a kingmaker position. Uh, Bibi certainly needs him in the coalition. Uh, but he cannot offer Bibi the majority so yes he's he's a kingmaker in a sense but he's not uh, entirely the kingmaker uh, Bibi couldn't just say join you know bring Ram into the coalition and, and have a majority he needs Yeshati or excuse me he needs Yamina in the coalition but uh, he needs both of them and so that, that has diminished Naftali Bennett a little bit uh, for a guy who was running around uh Bragging about how he could be the next prime minister uh, down now at seven seats, and uh, you know he 's going to have to kind of take a back seat in bibi 's coalition if he really wants to remain relevant there 's not much he can do in the opposition coalition, and much of the opposition coalition are parties that are uh, opposed to his to naftali bennett 's agenda and his party 's constituents uh, interests so not, not a, a great option there. He'd be in much better shape if he just goes ahead and joins a coalition with Bibi, and uh, if Ra'am also joins that coalition, there will be a majority. There is a scenario here where this goes to a fifth election sometime this summer if um, Bibi is not able to, to form a government, if he's not able to reach an agreement with Bennett and Ra'am or bring anyone else into the coalition and we'll see how that goes. But that is definitely a path to re-election. And it's a stronger path than the anti-BB group has. In fact, uh, already we're starting to see op-eds on the Jerusalem Post and a couple other places talking about how a lot of parties have been running strategically thinking about the future. So a lot of people are trying to explain away the, the failure of the anti-BB coalition by saying, well, you know, some of these guys like... Uh, uh, Guns and uh, Guidon Saar and some of these people—they've been—they've been running for the next election. They're—they have their eye on the next election. We'll see. I'm not sure that uh, anyone wants to have their eye on the next election in, in politics. You really want to win uh, when the opportunity is of the moment. And uh, some of these people—I mean, uh, who knows whether Guidon Saar will even have the popularity to win another election uh, if uh, if another one's held now. If B.B. is able to form a government, then that government will likely go three or four years, probably full term, I want to say, but I'm not going to guarantee that. So we could be looking at, if he's able to form a government, we could be looking at a future election in 2024 or 2025, uh, sometime uh, in the spring of 2025, I would I would suspect. Uh, could come a little earlier if he can't hold the coalition together at the end. And a lot of that's also going to depend on B.B.'s succession planning, uh, just can't imagine him wanting to try for another term because <clears throat> we're going to go right back to this anti-BB stuff and and pro and anti and we could end up with two or three elections. Uh, let's let's not go there again. BB needs to plan for his succession at the end of this term. Uh, so a uh, few surprises in this. Uh, I, looking at the polls and and you'll note that I quoted a lot of polls that showed uh, uh, merits uh, Raam. Religious Zionist Party and Blue and White all down at the at the electoral threshold, really close to the three and a quarter percent. Those polls were not right. Uh, At this point, um, Meretz is uh, well above the threshold. Uh, Religious Zionist parties at six seats are well above. Labor, uh, blue and white, high above. Labor at seven. Murav Michele has managed to revive that party. And as I've said, uh, congratulations to her. that she, She took charge of a party that was failing, that was dying, that was polling below the threshold. When she became the party leader, uh, she made a lot of noise, agitated quite a bit, and brought her party back from the dead. The, the traditional Israeli left is relevant, once again, not incredibly relevant. She's nowhere near the, the double digits or the kind of prominence that would be needed for labor to lead a government in the future, but she's brought labor back from the dead. And uh, blue and white, something of a surprise. There were a lot of polls that showed blue and white down at 5, 6, uh, polling right at the at the threshold. Uh, in some polls, and uh, Benny Gantz has rehabilitated himself and brought himself back up to eight seats. That probably represents a last-minute shift. It seems that a lot of the people who were excited about Gidon Sa'ar, who were um, enthusiastic about him as an alternative to Bibi, seem to have come back home to Benny Gantz at the last minute, because when you look at the numbers, uh, New Hope is down at six. And they were polling at 10 not that long ago. Again, the trend was downward for them, but blue and white had just then started polling upward. And I want to cite the uh, the last week's episode when I cited the uh, direct poll that uh, was taken. That was one of the more accurate. That showed blue and white at 7. And they may ultimately have 7 uh, in terms of the results, but that poll was much more accurate, it showed uh, blue and white up at 8. Uh, Religious Zionist Party at six may come down to five, but we'll see. It's a little bit of a surprise. They got that extra seat. Um, Shas at nine and uh, United Toward Judaism at seven. Uh, apparently, uh, Shas had the, the greater numbers there. Usually, um, they're kind of eight and seven. They about 15, maybe 16 seats together. Uh, in this case, they are 16 seats, but Shas seems to have had the upper hand in that. Uh, sometimes they're tied. Oftentimes, Shas is just one seat ahead, but They came in uh, two seats ahead thus far. And again, there are 10% of votes left to be counted. So uh, looking at these numbers, uh, very, and again, it's not a surprise from the polls, a very good position for Yair Yair Lapid in terms of the the post-BB era. He's in a strong second place uh, together with uh, blue and white, about 25 seats. So if they pull that uh, coalition, that, that joint list, party back together, when they ran together, uh, they would actually be in a position to launch themselves into leadership, potentially in uh, a future election. Labor back from the dead, uh, not a lot of other surprises there. uh, But uh, I just have to say with Gidon Saar, when he first started running, there was all this excitement and he had polls as high as 21 seats. And uh, he just seems to have deflated in the last two weeks. And I, I listed out the polls for you that showed him dropping from Maybe 14, 15 seats recently, down to 10, and now uh, he's way down at at 6. It looks like at the last minute, voters went back to Benny Gantz uh, and away from uh, Gidon Saar as an alternative to Bibi. So those are the election results. That's where we are at this point. I will have final results with next week's episode. And uh, we are coming up to uh, Pesach, to the, the Hag Hamatzot, so that may be a little bit delayed getting out because I will not be recording an episode on Shabbat, uh, which is uh, Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, or the first day of the Hag, which begins at sunset on uh, on Saturday. So uh, those two days uh, will be off. I may be able to record it Sunday night or Monday, and I will get that out to you uh, as soon as I can with final election results, hopefully, and uh, some analysis. Uh, the, there will be some politicking during the Passover week, and um, there, there may be some. But generally speaking, this is a week off for most Israelis, so um, uh, vacation time for a lot of people. Some people work during the week, some people don't. Uh, but it's, it's a, kind of a down week and the political news will really start to kick off uh, the week after Passover week. So I'll be able to take plenty of time to do analysis of the election results and talk about uh, how that all panned out over the next two weeks. So with that, I will say goodbye amos חתותה יישנוט יג' ינו תפוקה יzza'ה כל זה ינו משל רלווח עלום זה לא חן כאורבצורוראי כל זה ינו ממחרד ימלו איום.